0: triangle tire tires for life presents dave's corner garage the following is a paid program opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre please consult a doctor before listening as laughter can be infectious buckle in everyone it's time to get this show on the road Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Al. Good
1: morning, Brian. It's still top-down weather.
2: It, it is. No convertibles this week.
1: You know, you want to get people to make appointments to bring in their cars to get their winter tires, but it's a tough sell right now. Well,
2: you know, it's, it's going to be in the, in the mid to high 20s for the next few days, and, uh, you know, people are not thinking about weather.
1: No, not at all, and right. it's it has been great. Right. In fact, uh, it's forced me to
2: go out and water my lawn a few times. Yeah, no, yeah, it's been it's been so dry. But yeah, no, I'm, nobody's thinking about putting winter tires on.
1: No, not at all, and uh, and we got a contest coming up uh, next month. And yeah, uh,
2: and of course, well, you will have a choice. You know, yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be your choice. Our, our friends at Triangle Tire are, uh, giving away a set of uh, tires that fit your vehicle. So that'll be coming up uh next week or the week after. So I wonder
1: if the size is limited because every time I'm looking at one of these new you know big electric cars coming out they're 21s, 22s, 24s, I mean like they're yeah. stupid.
2: Oh the 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 BMW I'm driving this week, 22s. Um
1: and let me ask you, how many how many potholes have you, <laughs> have you ruined tires and wheels on?
2: Uh so you know what? Several. Yeah, there you go. Several. Um and unfortunately that also involved a Ferrari,
1: ah. a brand
2: new Ferrari and a brand new Aston Martin. Um, and those potholes were not in Toronto. One was in L.A. and one was in New York City. But, of course, it was New York City.
1: <laughs> well, if you're going to go, you might as well go big time, <laughs> that, right? That's, that's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that was, that, that was two per Ferrari and two per the Aston.
1: Wow, 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 wow. That's crazy. As a matter of fact, I used to work for a guy years ago, and he had a sign-up that they also service Ferrari. But I never saw any Ferraris there. And he said, yeah, it got to be too expensive. And I said, what are you, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, I wanted to text Rune Wheel. You know, uh-huh. and uh, and back and I'm going back 40 years and it was two grand for the wheel. Sure. And he told me the the hoops he had to get through to uh, go to the airport and find a plane that was coming from Italy and asking somebody if they take cash to go bring him a wheel from. from oh. <laughs> it was just just craziness.
2: That does that does not surprise me. I I, I learned something else today. Uh uh-huh. Um. Yeah. There's a spare part shortage and and everything with you know a lot of lot of parts and okay. whatever. But I I found out something today. How do you find spare parts for a Fiat? Uh, you,
1: you call a guy named Tony, I guess. And no, no, <laughs> no. You, you,
2: you just follow
1: one. <laughs> oh now I have a parts car. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, and and you 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 mentioned that last week because you were here in the uh, that MX. That yeah, the the Mazda MX-5 Miata. And someone had called me because they were so excited because they got the Fiat version of yes, and and I thought it was okay because. It was actually the Mazda Fiat underneath, and you said,
2: "Well, not completely." Not completely, yeah. So it's a Fiat one twenty four Spider, mm-hmm. they call it. They have stopped making them, mm-hmm. but it it uses the the, the current uh, MX five body shell. Yeah, but it also uses the Fiat four small four cylinder turbo.
1: You know, I didn't. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into it later because you know you you think you know you're buying a car and it's costing a whole lot of money and there's a whole lot of technology and you, you'd hope it'd be reliable, but doesn't necessarily go that way.
2: No, no, no. All right,
1: speaking of buying cars, especially if it's a used one, you want to make sure you have some kind of warranty. Now, your original warranty is not going to be there because the car is old and gone, but there are aftermarket warranties out there. We've got Gurpreet Ben White afterwards from Gartree. .ca. He's going to come on and tell us about the products that he has. We've got Maureen Harkwell from OMVIC. Yes. Tell us about what how you should be careful when you're buying that used car. Always. And because uh, you don't want to get into hot water, it's way easier to fix before than after. And we've got later on, speaking of fall time, we've got the Fall RV Show coming up next week. And we're going to have Natalie Conway on. That's right. It's
0: going All to right. be a big
2: show.
1: Got to rock and roll. We've got to run. You hear the music? <laughs> Al, stop talking. Yeah, please. We'll be right
0: back. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and it, it is a lovely Saturday. I'm taking a drive today in a uh, a fun car. So I'm another go, convertible? No convertibles this week, unfortunately. But uh, we're going to the going to go to the racetrack, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park.
1: Yeah, so it's not an electric car
2: definitely not an electric
1: car. Actually have you had electric cars on at the track at most part? I know you had that mock
2: that mock I've, one. I've driven them to the track. Mach E, yeah. Uh, yeah, now I don't think I've I've taken any EVs on race on race tracks, but there there are are plenty that are capable of of going around on the racetrack. Not that it's terribly enjoying, but enjoy, uh, enjoyable. But yeah, it's it's. Possible.
1: Well, they go like stink, and they got a low center of gravity. Do they not corner well?
2: Uh, well, that that all depends, right? So it 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 depends on how the car is configured, and then how they sort up the suspend the suspension and mm-hmm. tires. Tires are so important because the EVs weigh so much more than than regular cars. They got to have the right tire, and you know you 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 tend not to find these uh, in the mid. Range like performance EVs, Mm -hmm. Uh, they're all expensive. They're all six-figure EVs that you can take on the track. Now there there are some that are uh, more modestly priced that are coming. Like Mm -hmm. Hyundai's got the Ionic Five N coming, which looks really really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's their uh, their you know small EV that they've got, but it's all performance tuned, suspension, brakes, all kinds of stuff, and uh, and they've tested it on the racetrack. So. Um, unlike that famous EV brand, it'll do more than one lap around the racetrack uh,
1: because it runs out of juice. Is that what you're no, saying?
2: The, that famous EV brand's cars get too hot on the racetrack. So, oh, I didn't yeah, know that. one or two laps, the the battery the batteries overheat and and they say, no mas, we're out. Oh, it throw up a code or just breaks down? No, it just goes into a limp mode. Ah, yeah. So all, all the traditional car makers, because you know they th- consider these things, they have mm-hmm. smart engineers. The the ones that do build track purpose um, EVs have considered this, and they make sure that they've got additional cooling for the batteries and, and everything else. So yeah. also
1: concerned, though too. I mean, I, you see this thing about um, putting out fires.
2: That's a thing
1: yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if track personnel knows what to do in electric car or...
2: well this is this is the thing um there are there are plenty of racetracks that I do know of uh-huh. that do not permit EVs on them for that reason
1: because they're gonna melt down and it'll take all day to put out the the fire besides the damage actually could do to the track
2: of course it'll yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. it'll it'll ruin the track surface or whatever whatever it's stuck against right and then the the entire day is ruined for you know dozens of people
1: yeah 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 but um but it I mean, normal driving though, I mean, people don't have to be concerned too much, eh? I mean...
2: No, no, no. Not at all. No. They're they're pretty safe and and, uh, um, it's... I think you you tend to have these problems when you get involved in the collision.
1: Right. Well, no, exactly. Exactly, exactly.
2: And of course, there's so much uh,
1: control... the car will take care of you and knows it's talking to everybody around it. Well, not yet. When are they going to let uh, let that interconnectivity happen? Any idea? The cars talking to one yeah. another? Uh,
2: there are several manufacturers that have the technology built in. The cars. Oh, you no, can no, no, no. They something. have the technology. Oh, it's already there. Yes, yes. But, but I, I think it's a regulatory thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised in some countries that the cars are, are actually talking to each other in a basic way already. Uh, but right now, I think um, Mercedes most Mercedes models mm. have that connectivity where they can talk to one another, but uh, if maybe they 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 don't, or officially they say they don't. Right. I, I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, on on the other hand, I was following a Tesla; it was clearly on. Their their nonsensical full self driving mode
1: was that going down to Parkway today because there was a guy in a Tesla uh, the, well <laughs> in the, the passing lane this is obviously a, <laughs> not not paying attention exactly yeah, no yeah, this yeah. is
2: Bayview Extension okay close. and was just you know arbitrarily breaking when it was inappropriate mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I see what's going on here. Oh, oh oh, you mean the the the, te- the Tesla was just breaking, and then of course I, I passed the Tesla, mm-hmm. and the the driver was was not involved at all, so it was indeed on their full self-driving nonsense.
1: I wonder does the I mean I know from ways that if you're going over the limit, the, the little little <laughs> speed thing
0: flashes yes. yes,
1: okay, but i I wonder now, on the electric car now, if it's that smart, um, will it restrict you to the
2: speed limit that's a a user-defined setting.
1: Oh, okay, so you still can
2: yeah. so you can still set the the, the, the speed the, that you the want speed to drive. you want to go yeah. whether it's at or above the speed limit
1: Well I, I, was it Sean or was it uh, one of our police officer friends said that uh, they said "Oh, no, Tesla's just uh, Tesla owners are arbitrarily decide on what speed they want to drive
2: Yes well th- this is the thing I mean the, the, the car can't drive itself it's it's a sophisticated cruise control system is what it is and as a driver your obligation is to stay um, uh, in control of the vehicle. Yeah. yeah, Right. So, it it can't drive itself. (laughs) But they
1: think it can.
2: Yes, of course, of course. And you know, this is this is the thing they call it a beta test. But I don't remember me. I don't remember ever signing up for Tesla's beta test because I'm, I'm. You know, Teslas are driving around me all the time, and I didn't agree to participate in their beta test.
1: But I'm, you know, what I'm really cranky because I, you know, on Thursday nights I come back from the jam club because you know I play music most Thursday nights and have fun. Yep. Um, And I'm. Coming along to 401 and uh, westbound, or eastbound, and uh, there's there's so many people that are on their phones. Oh, yeah. Okay? It oh, blows yeah. me away. Yes. Like, why are you doing 80 kilometers an hour, you know, in, in the center lane? And, and of course, as you pass, you look at, they're looking down at their crotch or somewhere else,
2: right? Okay, they're definitely not paying oh, attention. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I Oh, there was a lady, actually. Two weeks ago, it was raining dogs and cats. And, of course, she had, was going too slow, and I went, Oh, my God. She's, this person's making an nail appointment. Okay. like He's
2: nice. checking her Facebook status. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know.
1: yeah, yeah. This is crazy. All right. After the break, we've got guardtree.ca. Want to find out more about it? Stick around. We're going to have Garpete Branwatt and he's going to tell you what product he has and how it could save you a whole lot of money. We'll be right back.
2: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and joining us on the line is Gerpreet Benweight from Guard Tree, and Guard Tree is a, a new company that offers very interesting uh, warranty product. Gerpreet, how are you?
1: Hey, guys? Nice. We're doing great, and uh, we sort of dropped out there.
3: Uh, try it again. <clears throat> I said, uh, "Good morning. How are you guys doing?" <laughs> <laughs> We're good, doing good.
1: <laughs> I hope they have an extended warranty on that phone you're using.
3: Yeah, I know, no doubt, right?
1: <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people are struggling these days. You know, um, the, the, the price of new cars has just gone stupid. Um, you know, the average new car now, I think, Brian, is about sixty grand or something. It's
2: well over sixty grand.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so people so, are
2: hanging on to their cars.
1: Right, they're hanging on to their cars, or they're buying used cars, so they can't afford the financing, you know, or the price of the car. Um, but the problem is, of course, is when you buy a used car, good chance it's five years, could be 10 years old. You haven't got any warranty left, but you've got a product to help the guy out. What are we doing here?
3: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So what we noticed is, as you guys mentioned, the cars, uh, it's, new cars aren't coming in. So the, we first had the problem with uh, vehicle shortages, new vehicle shortages. People couldn't trade in their vehicles. Right. And now we're in a situation where there's just um, interest rates have gone up. It, uh, people are worried about their, their jobs, worried about their house. So what we did is we introduced a product a couple of years back that allowed consumers who, who were purchasing vehicles privately or or used vehicles through a dealership to actually purchase an extended. Where GuardTree is really different is that we want it to be completely unique to, to the Canadian marketplace. So, So we're the first company in Canada that offers an extended warranty on used vehicles on a subscription model basis. And that allows our, our subscribers a- and cancel any time. So we wanted to be extremely flexible with, with the types of terms we had mm-hmm. in terms of the product. So we're, we're at about forty nine ninety five a month to start. And, and the goal was to try to get people signed up uh, as quickly as possible, just like any other uh, subscription service, streaming service that they signed up for online.
1: That sounds great because I know generally speaking when 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 somebody's trying getting sold a, a, an extended warranty um, product when they're buying a used car, it's actually about forty nine hundred dollars <laughs> so it's a huge yeah. difference
3: eh Yeah, so what <clears throat> what we did is again there there's lots of different warranties out there and many of those are warranty products where you're purchasing upfront, and you're paying for multiple years, and, right. and again, we wanted to turn the industry on its on its head a little bit here, and try to create a unique product where consumers could essentially uh, pay month to month and see if the the warranty works for them. And what we did is we we wanted to add enough value into the product itself by including comprehensive coverage. So we cover more than just powertrain; we cover many different components. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we've we've included. Roadside assistance, <clears throat> car rental when the car is in the shop, trip interruption in case your car breaks down while you're on a trip anywhere in North America. So we wanted to add all these other components to our, our product and make it completely a, a unique experience for our subscribers.
1: Now the forty nine ninety five you're talking about per month is it dependent on, of course, the type of vehicle as well?
3: <clears throat> so that's the other unique part of it. We we don't depend on the vehicle type. Uh-huh. We we depend on what deductible the, the customer wants to put, the subscriber wants to make, right. and how much of a limit of repair they want. So um, you can you can have deductibles up to $500 and limits of repairs up to $2,500, but we don't care what type of make, model, or year the vehicle is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all we care about is tell us your deductible that you want us to cover and, and the limit that you want per repair.
1: What about prior condition, for example? Does the people have to get their car inspected before you get the policy?
3: Yeah, so so great question, and this is one of those other um, used car warranty things that people are always concerned about when when they're looking to it. It's what's covered, and, and will will uh, I need an inspection, or will there be a blackout period when you when you sign up? And right. what we've done is we've we've eliminated that as well completely, and we wanted to try something completely different, which was we we wanted no inspection required. And what we do is we we do have a a uh eligibility requirement that says that you know anything that was pre-existing will not be covered mm-hmm. and but, but no inspection required and then we rely on our claims process to uh review any claims that come in to to see if there's anything that existed prior to it
2: yeah are there any any uh limitations to the policy let you know let's let's say um you've you've purchased a, a used car you've uh, you subscribe to the warranty, and then six, seven months later, you decide to buy a brand new car and you've got a warranty and you don't need this coverage anymore. Are there any limitations there?
3: So again, that's that's the whole beauty of a month-to-month subscription. After you purchase a new car uh, or you trade in this vehicle and get a new used car for yourself, you can cancel this warranty that you have on the existing vehicle that you have, and then just place it on on a new vehicle and again it's it's all done online so you basically remove the warranty that's on the existing vehicle and add the warranty uh for the new vehicle that you have
1: yeah i guess you know for a lot of people especially you know you 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 you, you let them sell you the big policy and then you go to make a claim and all of a sudden there's exceptions and reasons and you're kind of ticked but uh um if 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 they weren't satisfied in your case, well they say, Well that's it, I'm not gonna pay anymore. Um but in the long and one, you've already paid. So you're you're in for the long call.
3: Yeah, so so again, just like any uh, other product or services, there are going to be cases where, where there's issues with uh longer term warranties and, and short term warranties and, and what we've tried to do is we've tried to remove any speed bumps that people have on these types of products or any concerns they may have about these products all right speaking of speed bumps i gotta
1: i gotta jump in here because we got to take a break uh if people want to get in touch with Guardtree, how do they do that
3: uh you can hit up our website guardtree.ca and you can sign up directly online yeah it's super easy takes a couple of minutes to sign up and if you have questions you can ask through there as well so again guardtree.ca and no inspection required
1: <laughs> All right. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Glad you have could have. a guys. Thanks, All right. Bye-bye. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back with Maureen after the break, right? That's right.
2: There we go. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman here in the studio, and joining us on the phone is Maureen Harkwell from Um, And, you know, Maureen, there's always something to talk about when it comes to buying a new or used vehicle.
4: Absolutely. Great to be with you this morning. There is uh, there's always lots to think about. It's, uh, as you know, it's uh, usually it's every it's a lot of people's second biggest purchase. So lots of things to be worried about.
1: Well, like we talked to our last guest, you know, because of the cost of new stuff. Now, people are a lot more people are looking used and uh, because they just don't have the money. eh?
4: Yeah, listen, and, uh, you know, as I said, it is the the second largest purchase for many people. And uh, if you're going to go and buy a a used motor vehicle or, in fact, a new motor vehicle, but particularly on the used side, you really need to, to think about what it is that you're buying and to know that motor vehicle dealers and salespeople in Ontario have a legal requirement to disclose a number of different things to the buyer or to the potential buyer. So, it's important things like whether the vehicle was used as a as a taxi or a limousine or whether the the vehicle sustained any damage by fire uh even another one very topical these days is if a motor vehicle has been recovered after being reported stolen. These are all things that need to be disclosed in writing to the consumer
1: how just just quickly though i mean if if a car got stolen and recovered in most cases you know it's it's a car that's only maybe three months old. And if they find it a couple of days later and return it, why is that so critical?
4: Well, listen, we know that uh, that the, the, the process of stealing a vehicle oftentimes results in damage to that vehicle. Uh, okay, sometimes yeah. you can see the damage. Sometimes you can't see the damage. And mm-hmm. I think, obviously, if a, a vehicle ends up uh, that it's stolen but recovered, right. there may be some things that were fixed. But, you know, there, there's still a potential there that there's something wrong with that vehicle.
1: Right. Now, when you say, you, you when you disclose this, um, it it's not just a matter of he said, she said, right? Because they have to put it down on paper, correct?
4: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So let, let's say there's a motor vehicle that's being sold by a dealer and it has over over $3,000 in accident damage, which, as we know these days, is doesn't take long to get to a $3,000 uh, damage. No, that's um, only that a bumper deer, and a headlight. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, so, so that kind of information has to be written into the sales contract, and it has to be there before the consumer signs the agreement. So, very important that, that get done,
1: so that they're well well aware of everything that's gone on there. Um, okay, I understand that.
2: I remember years ago before before. Uh, these requirements were in place i um i was in a in a crash rode off a car not my fault at all and um it didn't take long maybe three or four months uh before i saw the car on the road again and ran into the uh, new owner who told me that uh, it was sold to him by a dealer who said the car was perfect and all original
4: yeah interesting because in fact there is a, a a disclosure requirement one of over 20 in the motor vehicle dealers act that says that if a motor vehicle was declared by an insurer to be a total loss, regardless of whether the the vehicle was classified as irreparable or as salvage, that still needs to be disclosed as well in writing, of course. Um,
1: the other thing we're seeing is a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that uh, because dashboards are electronic now, they don't think that you know t- odometer tampering um, can be done, but in fact it's easier, and we're seeing a proliferation of it. Are we not?
4: Yeah, listen, we're seeing a lot of uh, odometer rollbacks, and of course, we're seeing it a lot with uh, with people who are uh, what we call curbsiding or they're illegal motor vehicle sellers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they will roll back these odometers, and then of course, you know, that really impacts uh, the consumer because they're buying something um, that is being fraudulently misrepresented. Uh, again, the value of the vehicle will, of course, be severely impacted with an odometer rollback.
2: Yeah, Maureen, I have to say it's so easy. I have seen ads on Instagram for tools that will will clear, just do whatever you want with the odometer reading. It's it, it's incredible technology. You can you can order this stuff online these days.
4: A hundred percent. It's uh, it's it's very common, and uh, that's why you know it's it really is buyer beware uh, when you're dealing with an, with an illegal, unlicensed seller of motor vehicles, and that's why at OMBIC, we tell people, if you're going to be buying a vehicle, you need to check that you're dealing with an OMVIC-registered dealer. So look for that blue and yellow decal. Come to our website and just enter the dealer's name or the salesperson name to to make sure that they are licensed with OMVIC. Because if you buy from an OMVIC-registered dealer, you will get certain protections, including access to our compensation fund, if something goes wrong.
1: This is so important. I You know, I... I... Brian mentioned uh, Instagram, and, and I'm I'm an old guy, so I still on Facebook. <laughs> but there's a couple groups that I see, and and every time they're ra- requesting, you know, they, they want to looking for a service or a product, it's always price, you know, it's always price, and 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 but they're, they're it's it's short
4: term thinking, right? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, listen. It, it, you're you're absolutely right. I don't know what else I can say. It is definitely short-term thinking.
1: Right, and you end up buying a cheap car. Well, you wanted a cheap car. I sold you a cheap car. <laughs> and, and that's what
0: you get.
4: <laughs> yeah, and really, the, the the I think the biggest risk is that if something really does go wrong, uh, and you didn't you didn't buy from that OMVIC dealer, we can't really help you. There's not a lot that we can do uh, other than obviously trying to track down and prosecute uh, that curbsider. Uh, but that's a difficult
1: task. Yeah, I know. Years ago, I knew someone that bought a car that was stolen. Uh, didn't know, um, and uh, and it got towed away <laughs> about three months later, and uh, there was no recourse um, because it wasn't through a dealer, and and she just lost four or five thousand dollars. And and the sad part was, you know, because because sometimes the warning sign is that if you see something that looks too good to be true, well, no, but she she kind of paid the retail price,
4: so there was no <laughs> indication that that maybe there was something
1: wrong here. Oh.
4: Yeah, you know, some of the other things we, we, we recommend, strongly recommend to consumers, uh, is that they obtain a CARFAX or a, a UVIP, a Used Vehicle Information Package, some sort of vehicle history report on the vehicle. Now, dealers don't have to provide a, a UVIP, um, but certainly, uh, you know, a CARFAX, uh, all very helpful things to really give you a sense of the history of that vehicle it might be interesting, you might be interested to know whether the vehicle came from out of province. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was it, uh, was it uh, did it sustain any damage because it was in some sort of flood? And, of course, we know there's been flooding across this country. These are the kinds of things that uh, dealers have to disclose, and they're very important.
1: Have they? Is there any more transparency now? I I, I know you know the inter inter provincial movement of cars was always a big thing years ago because they they couldn't get information. Are are they not? I, I think um, uh, I think the big one, Carfax, I think has uh, up information now from all provinces. Do they not?
4: It it does, and, and that's why it's such an important tool um, mm-hmm. to help consumers uh, get a sense of where did that vehicle come from. You know, was it in Halifax during the flooding? uh or in british columbia during the fires there's lots of really good information in there uh and i would strongly recommend that consumers uh think about getting a car fax wherever they're buying i
2: always like it when uh when my friends call me in advance of of purchasing a vehicle i just saw a friend of mine on the on the weekend and a few months ago he needed uh needed an suv and 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 of course He's not into cars, so you know I, I gave him all the best practices, a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, the disclosures that dealers have to provide, and and he bought from uh, a you know top line dealer, obviously on Vic registered, and is very very happy with his SUV, and I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, the other day, a friend of mine uh, called, asked me about purchasing a vehicle, but what he was really doing was asking for validation because he had already purchased the vehicle and couldn't help him anymore.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, it's all about due diligence. Um, and one of the big things, of course, is you do, you get, you get a lot of due diligence done, uh, if you deal Omvic registered dealer. Uh, at least then there's some protections under our compensation fund. Um, and we're also there to help consumers if they have questions or concerns, even before they walk into the dealership, go to our website at omvic.on.ca or call us and ask any questions you may have. We want to make sure that consumers know their rights and and are really empowered to walk in and and uh, make a smart decision when they buy a motor vehicle. Right, and 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 it's best that they
1: know this before because, as you say, it's, it's so hard to fix it after the fact, but so easy and preventable if you look at the information beforehand, so you don't get yourself into a pickle. I don't know how many people think, you know, automatically there's a thirty day, but you know, money back guarantee or or you know things like that, and. I remember years ago, someone drove me crazy like that in my shop, and I said, this isn't Eaton's, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm really sorry, but what you're asking me here is, is impossible for me to do, you know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not big enough. Um, and, and I was straight up. So the professional people that are curbsiders, um, yes. you know, they have so much more advantage. I mean, because don't forget, young people or anybody going to buy a car, if they never had before, <laughs> you know, they are like sheeps waiting for, you know, the wolf. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, and
4: re- you know, really, the uh, I guess the the one big thing for Ontario consumers to know is that there is no cooling off period uh, when you purchase a motor vehicle in the province of Ontario. Uh, once you sign on the dotted line, you have signed on that dotted line, and you are buying or leasing that vehicle. I guess you,
1: you, just question quickly. I mean, you know, you you signed it. You've left a deposit. What what if the dealer wasn't a hundred percent, or be, maybe it was beyond their control, where you know, they, they, they put in an order for a vehicle and it was supposed to be here in three months and six months later, there's no car. Is there any limitation that way?
4: Yeah, you know, that, that's certainly a challenging one because, of course, we know that a lot of dealerships uh, are facing those kinds of challenges because of supply chain and delays from the manufacturer, et cetera. You know, listen, we, we encourage, uh, you know, dealers to continue to communicate with their consumers, with their buyers and, and let them know what's going on. And I think that's that's part of the that's part of the process here. I think that's what people expect in this day and age.
1: Right, and again, you know, I, I was thinking about your uh, your disclosure business and the fact that all this has to be down on paper. I kept thinking in myself, no secrets. Remember that Carly Simon song.
2: That's before my time, Al. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: Maureen may recall it. I don't know. No, I don't think so. (laughs) No. uh, I don't uh, think so. uh, (laughs) uh, Well, stick around to Zoomer Radio, and I'm sure later on, maybe Robbie Lane will play it. Uh, (laughs) uh, All right, ladies, if you want more about OMVIC, how do you get there? OMVIC.ca? OMVIC.ON.ca. Maureen, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Always great to be with you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. What are we doing after the break? We're going to be
2: talking to... Natalie
1: Conway. Natalie Conway. There's a big show coming up. I, it's the 13th. Uh, yeah,
2: in a couple of weeks, the, yeah. the fall RV show. Excellent. Uh, so
1: stick around. We'll find out more about it. We'll be right back.
2: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman. Joining us on the line is Natalie Conway from the ORVDA. And there's something cool coming up, isn't there, Natalie?
5: there sure is hi good morning thanks for having me today
2: good morning so the show is coming up
1: the 13th is the first day
5: it sure is yes october 13th through to sunday on the 15th
1: now this is the toronto fall rv show and sale how long has it been going on for
5: Oh, the Toronto Fall RV Show and Sale has been operating for over 25 plus years. So uh, we're really excited. Last year we returned uh, with sort of a soft launch post pandemic, and this year we've grown. So we're really excited to welcome back uh, all of our exhibitors to this year's showcase.
1: What's well, ironic that you had to do it that way, I mean, because you saw a big growth during COVID with people getting into RVing, correct?
5: Yeah, we definitely did. Um, you know, manufacturers were unable to keep up with um, demand, uh, and RVing certainly um, has become more popular than ever.
1: Now, question, I don't have 250 k to buy a Class A home, okay?
2: <laughs> hey, all the ones we're looking at? Uh, for the for the you know racing operations we won't buy one but uh oh, you know, so, to, to you're rent really
5: them. looking for a true glamping experience yeah, oh, well a, those.
2: yeah you know uh for for racing natalie it's kind of helpful and and you know we have friends in the business who who will rent a prevo for you know several race weekends during the year and these are incredible things but you know they don't all have to be million dollar rvs do they
5: no, and I think that's you know a common misconception and and you know at the event, there will truly be something for every family budget and lifestyle style. you know, if you're looking for a teardrop trailer um, and just you know something entry level, um, you know a variety of of family models, um, again, something for every for every budget.
1: So in other words, you could get like uh, just a pop-up trailer that maybe only costs a couple thousand dollars.
5: Absolutely, absolutely, which is a great way to get started. But I've heard that um, I've heard that it's pretty contagious. So <laughs> my aunt and uncle are avid RVers, and uh, every year they seem to be looking at upgrading. <laughs>
1: oh, oh! It sounds like when you buy a boat, people get what they call the foot disease. Pretty,
5: yes, that's it. That's exactly uh, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> next, next year, need the one that has to be ten foot bigger than the one yeah. I had okay and then uh, do, will there be any used vehicles there or opportunities or dealers
4: there
5: yes yeah, so the Toronto Fall RV show and sale is a great opportunity to come check out uh, non-current inventory and you know really gently gently previously loved uh, vacation units for sure um, mm. and all and we will also be offering a sneak peek into what's coming to the 2024 camping season
1: well I guess too I mean when you say gently used, I mean, as long as they're stored properly, I don't think it's a big issue. I mean, if somebody no. somebody bought one and they only used it three times during the summer, how much wear and tear could there possibly be on it, right?
5: Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and RVing really gives you the opportunity to curate your own environment, you know, so you can make it your own. We've got some great DIY sessions coming up. So if you're interested in potentially purchasing an older product, you can check out our session we have on renovation tips and tricks. So there's really a lot of flexibility when um, you're talking about about uh, an RV vacation
1: versus a traditional vacation. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed at all the things that you can mess up. When we had our friends from uh, uh, <laughs> from Wayfair come on and, and talk about making sure the car is ready, making sure you put it away, make sure you've drained it and you put all <laughs> the stuff away. I went, whoa, that's for a newbie. That'd be a lot to learn.
5: Yeah, sure. And, you know, I think, too, um, that the benefit of attending the show is that we do have technical sessions throughout the weekend, not just, you know, your DIY sessions as well, but we do have uh, industry experts that are presenting really important information on hitching and towing. Whether you're a beginner uh, or you're a seasoned pro and looking to brush up on your skills, there's a great opportunity for you to come and, and, you know, learn more about your unit, um, and talk to these experts about uh, you know how to improve your overall experience. Oh,
1: sure. I mean, you know, you, you, if, if for example it's going to be a towable model, you have to know if your car is going to be able to tow that
2: kind of thing.
5: Yes, <laughs> that's very true. That's a very, very, very essential uh, essential thing to know.
2: And even even if you've got one of these one of these new trucks that has all the towing tech in it, it. It you know it it makes things a little bit easier, but towing is no joke, and you, you really have to understand a lot about really the do. the whole side, of the, the whole aspect of towing in order to be safe, and that's that's the most important thing.
5: Yeah, you really do, and and we do have a session that is entirely featured, that is entirely that the focal point is hitching and towing. So I would encourage anybody to that is considering attending the event, to check out our schedule. It's on our website, rvshowsontario.ca, and that will give you a full list of sessions that are available throughout the weekend.
1: That's great. Now, uh, it does run all weekend, so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday? You got it. Now, do you sell a... Is it necessary for people to buy, like, a weekend pass, or basically you can do the show in one day?
5: you can do the show in one day, but, um, you know what? I mean, if you're looking to come all weekend long and and, and then that's definitely, I mean, I think the weather is supposed to be great over the next couple of weeks too. But if you, if there's something that you, that you missed, um, for sure, you know, we would encourage people to, to come, to come back again and, and meet with their dealer. Um, yeah. All right. I have a question.
1: Um, I, you know, I come to the show, I, I put a deal together. I, I like the trailer or motor motorhome, whatever I'm buying but I'm not going to be using it until next spring. What happens?
5: So your dealer will typically work with you on storage opportunities. If you're purchasing at the event and delivery typically does not usually happen until the spring. Um, but again, that's a conversation you definitely want to have with your dealer, um, you know, about storage, uh, and about, you know, your, your delivery date. And, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty flexible.
1: So, in other words, you know, you just drop a small deposit, and he'll make sure that
5: uh, you sure, know, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Because the storage obviously is important. I mean, when something comes new, it's already kind of in the storage position already, right?
5: Sure. Yes. Absolutely.
1: But if you're buying it used, you have really no idea what what kind of condition it's in. or Yeah. It's ready. You know.
5: Again, that's you know, I think I think for the I think the benefit of attending an RV show with uh, of ours of ORVDA is that you're working with ORVDA accredited. Credited members right um and you know uh, you can purchase with uh, with an unwavering amount of confidence right so knowing that you're buying from seasoned professionals uh who uphold the industry's most you know the highest level of standards i mean you know i, I think i think that's what what i you know we want to emphasize as well when you're when you're coming to this event that you're working with an or dealer
1: that sounds great and and you got leisure gear as well it says
5: we absolutely do. So we have a brand new parts and accessories store host this year. It's hosted by Thousand Islands RV.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, you know, they'll be showcasing everything from technical products to lifestyle gear to cozy, you know, outdoor wear. Uh, so whatever you're looking for, you will be able to find it at the show.
1: Sounds great. So the Toronto Convention Center, correct?
5: Nope. Sorry. That's the Toronto Congress Center on Dixon Road by the airport.
1: You know, me bad. I underline it and everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's <laughs> Six hundred and fifty oh. Dixon Road. There you go. I free parking.
2: It. Yeah, free parking
1: <laughs> too.
5: Free parking all weekend long. And all if right. you buy your tickets online, you'll you'll be entered to win some great giveaways.
1: Thank you very much, Natalie. Appreciate it.
5: Thanks, guys. Take care. Uh, have a great show. You too. Bye bye. All
1: right, we got to take a break, and uh... it's a busy show. It is. Yes, I'm confused. The highlighter didn't help. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, you know I don't think of Mississauga too often, so I, you know, I can appreciate and, and, being and, confused by, and, by a and couple. And if Steve's different listening,
1: that would be the highlight of his comments later on. Go, the, how did you mess that up? I said ah, I don't know. I highlighted it and everything. All right, Dave's garage. We we'll got to be, be right back. We'll be
2: right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Maxson, studio with Alan Gelman, and it's been quite a show. It's just gone by just like
1: that. It, it's gone by really quick. What hasn't gone by quick is this uh, automotive
2: strike. Auto workers striking. There. What's going to happen there? Do you think? I, I, yeah, I don't. I haven't been paying attention. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, and and
1: I and, and what what I thought was weird too is I I would think that since it's one auto workers union how come they have to deliberate with the individual companies?
2: How they they well the the, the contracts are with the individual companies. Okay. And uh, and of course you know that'll that'll have a small impact on on what's happening at uh, at inventory levels shortly because it's it's already slowing things down and uh, and of course there are plenty of factories that are shut down not making vehicles right now.
1: Right, but there's so many different approaches there because from certain perspectives, like you had said earlier, that that. Uh, there are certain kinds of vehicles that they have lots in stock, right? They're not
2: selling. Yes, well, there, there are some brands and some types of vehicles that consumers aren't interested in, so so you don't
1: need to pay people to make those cars when you you got a lot of yeah, them. when
2: they've got uh, you know several dozen weeks of inventory uh, around. You can you can find some of these vehicles, none of which I'd really recommend, but you know if you if you desperately need a new vehicle, they are out there. They just may not be the most desirable brand.
1: The, uh, speaking of desirable brands, there are brands that are, are less money and, and, and good, and they're imported. So uh, to a certain degree, are not these guys shooting themselves in the foot? Uh,
2: well, a, a little bit, but, you know, I think it's a little bit. The, this contract negotiation uh, with with those three automakers is is more about the long term, especially mm-hmm. for especially for GM and Ford, who have already made lots of investment in what they think is the right path, which is a lot of EVs. Yeah, well, well, you but. You sign a, you're giving me the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. There. <laughs> like you, you, don't know necessarily if that was the way to go. Well, I don't. I, don't, I mean, the, you know, we, we could belabor this all day long, but the the reality is, the you know, despite all these government mandates or whatever mm-hmm. they want to do with EVs, we don't have the electrical grid to support what they want to do. No improvements are happening right now. Right. Uh, and and secondly, we don't have the rare earths on this planet. To build all the batteries they need to meet the demand of their mandated EV production, so it it, will eventually deal with this. It'll be a few years, and what's going to happen is these these EV mandates are going to start rolling back. You know,
1: I, I was almost convinced that that we all had to go that route, you know, because it's all you saw was advertising and talking about it. But but for example, a lot of the Japanese car companies didn't jump on the bandwagon and still do not have. You know a whole lot of battery cars.
2: That's true. You, you'd think Toyota, the, the largest car company on the planet, mm-hmm. would be very EV forward. And the, yes, they've made lots of announcements. I've driven their first EV, and it was okay. Right. But I think they're they're treading very carefully into this space because I think Toyota is also very smart as a as a company, and uh, and they they know what's coming. And the and the EV mandates that have been announced, whether that's here in North America or in Europe, are just not going to be achievable. It simply won't be achievable.
1: Yeah, I'm still a hybrid kind of guy. Hybrid. Uh, oh hybrids make a lot of sense. Absolutely. They it, make a lot of sense. You know, the ones that I've seen, I don't know, have, have you had any experience with the, the Kia Hyundai's? Yeah. You know, their hybrids, they've been okay?
2: Yeah, uh, whether it's the, you know, what comes to mind is the um, the, the Hyundai Tucson hybrid. Uh-huh. I've driven the regular hybrid and the plug-in hybrid. And they're both wonderful vehicles. They cost a little bit more than the gasoline version. But if you get the plug-in hybrid, you can drive maybe 50 kilometers a day on a, on a charge, and you don't need a special charger at home. You just plug it into the wall.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I know my daughter's got an electric car, and she uh, had, I just, I I saw this beast of thing on the wall, and she said, uh, and you see, they could
2: have put it over here, they
1: could have put it over here, but... Okay, and, but, and, and the plug's on the wrong side, which I thought was kind of weird.
2: Oh, isn't that funny?
1: I think I have to tell her, make sure she doesn't drive over to cable,
2: eh? Uh, that's probably a good idea. You don't <laughs> want to rip the uh, charger out of the wall.
1: No, I wonder how many times that happened, eh?
2: I, you know what? I haven't heard stories, but I'm sure it's happening Years all ago, the Years I worked,
1: ago, I worked at a gas station. One of my first jobs was pumping gas, and and lady drove away with the nozzle still in the car. <laughs> oh, went, oh, my God.
2: Oh, boy. That's not good.
1: All right. We want to thank our guests, of course, from coming in today. We've got Maureen Harkwell from OMBIC. And, of course, the whole deal there is to do your diligence before. Find out the information you need to before because a lot better day. Get the answers to your questions than trying to fight with somebody after the
2: fact. Oh, eh? That's that's for sure. Yeah, and you know if you're it, it, you know just like my friends, call me before you decide to buy a car. I'll help you. Promise.
1: Right. Exactly. I'm I'm amazed. You know, but I, but I I don't know what ticks me off worse is the people that do that or the people that call you for advice and then just don't take it.
2: Oh, there's there's that, but I mean, you know, like the, why the, did
1: you even call me? Yeah, the, you know? the,
2: the ones who who say they're calling for advice but are really looking for validation, though. Like I, <laughs> I, I can I can spot those friends a mile away these days.
1: Well, I, what's the whole point of them doing that? Tell I mean, me, they've, they've already bought it.
2: Well, you know, they're not the car expert. They want to get the validation from the car expert in their friends group. So here I am. And anyway, that was a, that was an interesting story. We're not going to name names on the show, but uh, you know who you are. Um,
1: no, exactly. And, and, and I'm thinking, hang on, you've known me forever. You know what my area of expertise and what I've been doing my whole life is. Yes. Okay? And
2: you might, ju- you know, just, just like you, Al, you might want to call me before you decide to buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure it's a registered dealer. And yes. just,
1: Look for that license you want to make sure because afterwards it's too hard to fix. Um, speaking of fixing, if you uh, if you buy a used car, Gartree has some great products. Check them out. And the nice thing is you, you don't have to buy the $4,000 package. You can pay per month.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's very interesting uh, extended warranty product that Gartree uh, has. Gartree.ca, I think, is their website. And, uh, yeah, it starts at $50 a month. It sounds good. I hope my wife... Actually calls to to cancel
1: our first three months. You know, we're getting on that uh, TV streaming thing. Oh, yes. I guess, but I think that's the deal there is people just forget,
2: eh? That's a whole whole (laughs) business, those those (laughs) streaming services. Also got to thank Natalie Conway from the ORVDA uh, for calling in about the um, uh, upcoming fall RV show in a couple weeks. Yeah, it
1: sounds like fun. I mean, people... uh, Oh, as a matter of fact, we were watching a show yesterday, and all of a sudden this person was showing their tour bus.
2: And, oh, uh, yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. And yep. was there,
1: is, is Prevo or Provo the, the number one?
2: Yeah. Prevo is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, and, and and they're seven figures easily.
1: Yeah. 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 And, uh, but a great way to go.
2: It's a, well, it's a great way to stay when you're somewhere not in the city, you can't stay at a nice hotel, stay in a nice million dollar RV. But do they usually include the driver for that kind of fee? They do. Oh, perfect. Well, no. I mean, you have got to pay the driver, but it's, <laughs> it's, it, it is definitely a lifestyle, just like RVing.
1: All right. Uh, Thank you, everybody, um, for joining in. And we had a great day today. You got to drive safe. Thank Ashie for driving the bus. She's the one behind the wheel here, keeping us on the road. Yeah,
2: she's doing a great job.
1: Exactly. So have yourself a great week, and uh, we'll see you down the road. This is Al and Brian
0: on Dave's Corner Garage. Bye bye for now.